Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of Generation Elect. I know, or I hope at least that all of our listeners are sitting at home. So we have for you today our very first ever interview on the podcast. It's on a very important issue with a very important person on this issue to talk about it with us. The threat of climate change has dominated the headlines for the last year now, and climate change activism has followed, with the up-and-coming climate strikers leading mass protests in this country aimed at shifting the public opinion on climate change and getting our country's leaders to pass legislation to combat this existential, existential threat to Earth. We've had climate protests everywhere in this country, including here in my home city and the home city of a lot of our listeners, Albany. This Albany climate strike, equipped with a small army of passionate strikers, major, lo- major local politicians, and even a rock band, was organized by a certain Audrea Din. Audrea has organized many climate rallies, given multiple big speeches, is the New York director of the youth climate strike, and is probably the most prominent New Yorker on this issue. She remains a trailblazer on climate activism and an important voice in this conversation, which we hope to have today. Here with me on the pod today is, of course, Audrea Dunn. Audrea, Hello. how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? It's so great to have you on. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, really, the first question I have for you is, you know, what drove you to be so involved on this issue? How did you get here? So, um, throughout high school, I've always been really, really passionate about um, human rights and politics, um, but specifically climate change. So when I heard about the climate strikes going on that were set to happen um, last year on March 15th, I quickly went on like social media and I went on um, the internet to see if there were any events happening and there weren't. So I just immediately knew I had to do something. So uh, that was basically it. And the rest is history. I've always been really passionate about climate change because I just kind of found it outrageous that it wasn't being taken seriously by our world leaders. And the debate around it was whether it even existed. Right. And I mean, part of your movement is shifting the conversation, which is not let's debate. Let's not debate about the science. Let's debate about the legislation to combat that. Right. Is Absolutely. that your. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, you were talking about, you know, how you started the Albany climate strike last March, and that was a huge achievement. Uh, so many kids went. It's not easy getting hundreds of students, you know, in a cold park in Albany in a school, on a school day. But I mean, like, how did it all come together? Like, what, what was the process for organizing this? So first things first, I, um, I filed for insurance and a permit, which is super difficult, especially because sure. I was a minor at the time. So I had to have my parents help me and I even, um, I had connections because I previously helped um, organize the March for Our Lives in Albany. So I called um, Assemblywoman Pat Fahey's office that helped getting the permit through. And then the next step was funds. Uh, I started a GoFundMe and luckily I was able to raise $1,000 in like less than a week. Wow. (laughs) yeah and then I just and after that it was just social media that really helped getting this thing um out in the open so I started a Facebook event I started an Instagram page and eventually students from different schools like all over the capital region started reaching out right and I've, I've looked at those pages you know I've seen pictures of I wasn't able to go to that event but I've seen pictures of you know the climate strike there's so many kids are you surprised at all like you know how passionate the kids in Albany in this area got about this issue? I, I was 
I wasn't sure what to expect. I was like, I don't know if there's going to be hundreds of kids here. I don't know if there's going to be like 10. I was just hoping for the best. And in the end, I was just super, super happy. It was all the hard work was definitely worth it. Yeah. It was really great to see. It looked like a booming success. And you even got to- mm-hmm. you even got Tonka to show up, right? Um, yes. So at the um, second strike I organized, which was a small little event in West Capitol Park because um, there was rain and it was really cold. Um, out, out of nowhere, um, I got Paul Tonko to just kind of come through and give a speech. So that was like really awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's our representative for listeners who don't know. Um, what do you I mean, he's a Democrat. He's an engineer. He's uh, held town halls on climate change. What do you think overall about, you know, his leadership on climate change? Um, it's definitely, it can, it can always use more, but I think um, so far it's um, him and New York in general have been doing a pretty good job. And honestly, it was just great to hear um, some of the young people to go and hear, you know, their elective representatives and they kind of get that feeling that we are being taken a little bit seriously. Right. And, you know, you've talked to many, you know, I'm sure uh, local politicians and officials. Is it good, you think, that so many youth are, you know, engaging with their legislators like this? Absolutely, because um, it's great that um, that young people are getting involved. However, it's in the end, it's our leaders that actually need to be putting in the work. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah. I make. Like there's is only so, like it's so great, you know, talking to people and, you know, doing activism and, you know, making signs. But there's only so far that can go. And at a point, I guess it goes toward our leaders. And that's that's, you know, where the power is. So exactly. I'm glad that that, you know, boundaries being established there because it's it's really interesting. And I mean, you guys are lobbying, you know, in support of pro climate leaders. I mean, do you know Jessica Cisneros? Oh, yes, I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what kind of what kind of leaders, you know, what kind of candidates are you guys supporting for climate change justice? We want to support leaders that support a Green New Deal. That's um, our biggest goals in our mind. What does uh, the Green New Deal entail? So um, the Green New Deal is something that. Um, in the deal says it's a national, social, industrial, and economic mobilization on a scale not seen since World War II. It links the environmental um, crisis to human crises of poverty, immigration, racism um, with the um, to address climate change. So with the government imposing a price on carbon, then which they've done in the past and letting the market uh, reduce carbon emissions organically, um, it won't really work anymore. Like that sort of green capitalism idea. So um, this bill calls for a centralized government involvement in labor, energy markets, and the zero out of greenhouse gases just within a decade. And it urges for dramatic expansion of social welfare spending, um, government jobs programs, free college tuition, and even Medicare for all. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how, how does, you talk about Medicare for all, how does climate justice have to do with healthcare? What's the link? Um, It's because, you know, the climate change really um, affects all of us in our day-to-day lives, lives, especially um, 
the health crisis and even disabled communities, they, it, it all like interlinks. It's really, and that it's really important for that to be um, addressed. It's, so it's great to have something like that in this bill. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. I mean, you looked at, you know, all the 2020 candidates, Elizabeth Warren's Green New Deal was different than others. And I liked it because, you know, she put it, she put a little climate legislation in every issue because, you know, it really just has to do with, you know, everything. And you were talking about how it has to do with, you know, immigration and workers' rights. I mean, how does climate change affect those marginalized communities more than wealthier communities? Um, Yeah. So, you know, in the, what you hear a lot is, you know, the science and, you know, it's affecting the young people's future. And that's, that's totally valid. And that's totally true. However, many people fail to acknowledge the consequences that people are facing now. And it's those marginalized communities, like people of color, low income communities, disabled, um, disabled people um, that are disproportionately impacted by this crisis. So just some Examples, more than half of the 9 million people living near hazardous waste sites are people of color. Black Americans are three times more likely to die of air pollutants. And there's climate refugees all around the world, 80% whom are women. So it's, this really is actually a humanitarian crisis. That's interesting. And I didn't know that much. I mean, expand about climate refugees. Where are, what, what, where where in the world are they coming from and what are the you know disasters that they are coming away from um especially island the islands and um like local cities especially if you look at puerto rico and all the the flooding and the right. flooding they face and which they've gotten very little help from it's it's just a huge problem yeah i mean do you think the us government isn't doing enough right now to you know help the world and all these terrible places and all these, you know, places that have been hit so hard to recover and recuperate? Um, they definitely do more, especially just the whole problem in Puerto Rico, which just really had me upset because it's literally our territory. And I right. feel like so much more could have been done. But in yeah. the end of the day, um, in the end of the day, there just really needs to be action to confront this crisis. Just so these big superstorms and just all these um, kind of natural disasters, which really aren't natural at all, stop, no longer um, are a problem. Yeah. And I mean, you know, climate change, I think we can all definitely agree, agree right now that it's like, it's man-made, it's completely man-made. And, yeah. you know, people talk about that, you know, if Al Gore had gotten elected in 2000, I mean, like he was like, an early environmentalist and he really cared about this issue. Like the U S would be, we would be in a lot better position, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. but like, I mean, who is to blame for this slow progress? Cause we're really behind, aren't we? Oh yes, definitely. So um, if you look around, you see a lot of um, people trying to shift this problem towards the individual say it's because we are, you know, we use so much energy in our day-to-day -day lives. We, um, emit so much waste, which is absolutely true. And I think we as individuals do need to work on that. However, the biggest issue is the large corporations. Just the top 100, 100 corporations just account for 71% of air emissions, which is crazy if you think about it. 
Yeah, I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, does it, like, does it matter if I recycle? Or does it, or <laughs> is, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that sounds like a, you know, a dumb, watered-down question, but, you know, there's such a push, like, you know, recycle and compost, compost and, you know, turn the electricity off. But in the end, is that all, like, too insignificant, you know, in the shadow of large corporations, in your opinion? Um, I'd hate to say yes. I still, um... <laughs> really support in my day to day life trying to live as sustainably as possible just Mm -hmm. because it just makes me feel better about you know I'm doing this tiny little thing um, yeah to reduce my carbon footprint but in the end of the day if we want to actually see real change it's these huge companies that need to be you know taken accounted for Right. And the um, carbon output of these companies, you know, is one of the more concerning factors of climate change. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think is the best way to get to carbon neutral and when should we get to it by? Um, So I think, as I said before, a Green No Deal needs is, uh, (laughs) sorry, excuse me, a Green New Deal um, uh, hopes to shift our economy to 100 percent renewable base and but according to the science um we have 10 years um until we reach a point to no return based on the united nations ipcc report which does not give us a lot of time so we really we need to start today to start making this change yeah i mean obviously we're held up by our current president who isn't helping that cause. Right. But I mean, you know, it looks like the main challenger to him before, if we want to talk about this more in a politically, in a more, more of a political spectrum, the, the main challenger to Trump will be Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Biden will do well on this issue? Um, I mean, he, Joe Biden, he does not support a, doesn't really um, hold up a green new deal. And, you know, right. Although, as he might like to, you know, help this crisis in his own sort of way, I'm afraid it just won't be enough, according to the science. Yeah, and I've looked at, um, you know, the pages of the U.S. Youth Climate Strike and all those organizations, and they all seem to be endorsing Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Is, his, is, his, is his plan much better, and why? Like, Yes, so uh, he does the uh, Green New Deal. And um, just as we mentioned before, if the Green New Deal were to become a worldwide program, it could realistically bring global CO2 emissions down by 40% relative to to today within 20 years. And yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And also supporting rising living standards and expanding job opportunities. And then after that, CO2 emissions could be eliminated altogether within 40 to 50 years, just continuing this on. Yeah, so like expanding job opportunities, like, you know, unemployment is a very oh, yes. concurrent problem with climate change. How does, you know, passing a Green New Deal lead to higher employment? Okay, so the bill mentions uh, the policy must be developed through transparent and inclusive consultation, collaboration, and partnership with frontline and vulnerable communities, labor unions, worker cooperatives, uh, civil uh, civil society groups, academia, and business. 
So this basically includes providing training and high quality education to all Americans to ensure that the United States can be full participants in this Green New Deal mobilization. So do you think that education from like even, you know, a high school or middle school perspective needs to be changed about the climate topic? Oh, absolutely. I didn't, um, I never heard about climate change really or knew what it was until middle school. And even then it was like so brushed over. I didn't really, I had to go on my own time and really get into the nitty gritty about what it really was. Right. And I mean, like, I remember getting angered just a couple of years ago by like, I think we were talking about current events and I brought up climate change and, you know, the teacher was like, oh, let's not get into politics. Yeah. But like, this issue isn't a political issue, no. right? It's, I mean, just like, what's the outreach of climate change? Why, like, tell us, tell our listeners why we should all be concerned and proactive about climate change. We need to be concerned about climate change because it's, you know, right now it's a humanitarian issue. It's affecting all these communities, but in our future, it's going to affect all of us. It's all of us, uh, and it's our planet and our children that are going to face the com- consequences for our inaction. Right, and um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the Green New Deal is, you know, of course, the most prominent climate plan out there. I don't think that there's a really real popular alternative. And um, yeah, so, I mean, critics of the Green New Deal, which I'm I'm not one Mm -hmm. of them, but I see their points sometimes. The Green New Deal does cost around $36 trillion, some estimates say, and even an estimated 600,000 per household in taxes. I mean, I know so many people, so many of my friends who say like, yes, climate change is so important, but that's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, like, how would you respond to that? Um, I'd say all the devastating um, uh, effects that climate change will obviously um, lead in the future are going to be way more expensive, just having to take on all the disastrous effects of it. And as mentioned before, we need to, we're hoping the Green New Deal involves cutting the crazy amount spending and you know um hopefully and um and hopefully if done properly um um gaining new jobs which will hopefully um raise the standard of living for americans and hopefully people all over the world yeah things like raising the minimum wage you know that will also and it all just connects back to that green new deal which I hope it's the be all fix all, but let's let's see how that turns out because um, I hope it gains traction in Congress. But you know, it's not even supported by a lot of Democrats. You know, I have my reservations about the Green New Deal, and I'm I'm a Democrat. I probably would vote for it if it was on the floor today. But you know, I have a lot of tweaks I'd like to make okay. to it, and a lot of Democrats just don't outright support it. I mean, you saw like Diane Feinstein just you know. I don't know if you know her, but she was like this California senator who just completely came out against it. And, you know, how do you, we talk about trying to convince the whole American people, uh, the whole American public into supporting this, but how do you even convince the whole Democratic Party? Like there's division in the party, oh, isn't absolutely. there? Oh, uh, As you mentioned, people that are very moderate, way more moderate than others. Um, and just the problem is that you know, it's people think it's too fast, it's too big, and 
overall people are just can't really imagine it. It's just so big. So I think the first thing we need to do, one of the first steps we need to do when combating the climate change crisis to announce that this is an emergency. Right. Yeah. And then you get, you know, the whole government fired up about it. You get people wanting to act on it. So, yeah. I mean, do you think that other countries are doing a better job of handling it? Like we talked about like Norway and Finland and, you know, in Europe and the EU, they have a lot of climate legislation. Are we really behind in terms of other countries? Oh, yes, we are not. We are not doing the best. <laughs> um, like, as you mentioned, the EU has um, has done a lot and especially um, a lot of uh, island, like I, the islands, it specifically affects them. So when you look at like Singapore and like all these other countries, they're doing a lot more because they're a lot more at risk. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Do you think that um, part of the reason why we're not doing, you know, as much as on climate change is because we're not right now as at risk as other countries? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you can't feel the uh, effects of the crisis and you're kind of not in that position, you're living your day to day life, not really affected by um, the the climate crisis then you don't really think it's a problem yeah so i mean like do you guys you know in the new york youth climate strike have any future plans to work on that i'm sure you do i mean like what are your future plans like are there any more strikes or notable events coming up in the future so we unfortunately we did have a yeah <laughs> strike plan for um earth day earth week we were um, planning to have a whole mobilization of all the environmental groups in Albany and even um, teach-ins at um, Albany. However, with the current um, coronavirus uh, global pandemic, um, we unfortunately were not able to go through with those plans. However, um, we're hoping to uh, do action digitally. So um, like lobbying, we can send letters, make calls. Right, and yeah. when it comes to like, you know, educating our peers, which is something we do a lot, we can do on um, Zoom calls, which have been, you know, we've actually done this that a lot before. So go Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Zoom, the people who are working at Zoom are like, this is a great yes. thing for us. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's been kind of crazy. But I mean, you guys had, um, was it yesterday that you guys were scheduled to have, you know, the big Earth Day rally? Or is that next Friday? Um, because it wasn't, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Fridays uh, for Future Capital Region um, was hoping to have a um, climate march on um, March 15th. But, of course, that unfortunately had to be canceled. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, one thing that, you know, did happen and was really impactful you know, to me, I participated in it was the, I think it was the October climate march. It might have been late September, early October, but, you know, there were, it was a Friday and there were people all around the world, you know, um, marching. I mean, how much did that, you know, progress the movement? Was that a big day for you guys? Uh, yeah. So I believe you're talking about September 20th and That's uh, yes. yeah. oh my gosh, that day was just unforgettable. It was, um, including us, uh, Sunrise Movement helped. Um, so many um, organizations just got together in Albany, which was something I've never seen before. It was just always kind of us and our small group trying to get these um, 
and strikes together and it was hard work but we got so much help and we had bands playing and all all of west capitol park was like just full of all these people striking and it was just unlike anything i've ever seen yeah that's i mean that's so great i remember the impact was like felt around the world that whole day it was the number one storyline in all the newspapers but um, I mean, you mentioned the Sunrise Movement. They're, you know, a big lobbying organization gaining ground and gaining attention. Um, what are they and what's their mission? Uh, so they're, um, so for all, us at Albany Climate Strike, we're, um, we're very political, but our big thing is, you know, kind of big demonstrations, big strikes. Um, they're more lobbying and passing policy, which is also so great. And um, they've been really helpful. They've just got, I actually know them. I'm great friends with them. They go to our school, um, which they've started their um, Sunrise Movement Hub in Albany. And they have been great in, you know, in the policy um, aspect of all this. And we've, and just the us teaming up has just made our impact so much more greater. It's been great. Yeah, and you know, there's even been like a sun, I think a sunrise movement hub here in Bethlehem. I went to, I went to a meeting, and um, I think you FaceTimed in to talk. It might have been at U Albany. I don't know, but it was in October, and I remember you actually did FaceTime in to talk, and it was good. Um, do you have a role with them in any way, or? So um, now that you mention it, so yes, so us um, sunrise movement and also Fridays for Future Capital Region have been working very closely together. And in the future, we are hoping to create a sort of um, coalition in the capital region. Um, We're still trying to come up with names, but we're very excited to announce that to everyone. Just so um, our organizing is more close-knit and we can more seamlessly work together, which will be so great. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And that's I'm looking forward to see how that situation develops. so, yeah, I believe uh, that, y- if I'm correct, you're the New York lead on the U.S. Youth Climate Strike or- Organization? Yes. Um, yes, I'm New York State director. <laughs> so what does that uh, what does that job entail? Like, what do you do for, for them? Um, so I, my co-state, my co-state lead, who is down in the city, we work together. And um, just within a few, uh, few months, we've met. We were able to put together a team of outreach directors, communications, creative and we work together to structure local chapters and do statewide campaigns and we all communicate through zoom and it's really it's really great yeah i mean that sounds really fantastic and is the u.s is the u.s youth climate strike organization like pushing i mean yeah it's all good and i mean like in the 2020 the 2020 election is coming up and a lot of candidates are running on the premise of climate change like are you guys lobbying or endorsing or pushing for a certain candidates oh yeah so um we actually just came out and um to endorse bernie sanders before the national organization even did we just was like you know what we're gonna do it and then now we're uh, currently in the process of voting on local endorsements to do so we're really excited to be announcing those soon so you'll just have to stay tuned yeah i remember there was um I went to the One Sunrise Movement in October, and I found it interesting. There was some animosity toward Chuck Schumer mm. there. And he's, you know, if the most prominent Democrat in the Senate. But I got the feeling that there was some, you know, unsatisfaction about how he was handling the climate 
crisis? I mean, what do you think about Chuck Schumer? Um, you know, obviously him and other more moderate moderates um, kind of, they understand there needs to be action. It's just not the right thing. It's not to the extent that we actually need. Right. Is the answer, you think, just to, like, primary them with the new AOC? Yeah. Like, you know, create more AOC? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's the person you're, like, modeling oh, yeah. off of, right? Like, that's, yeah. So, like, do we need to create more AOCs in a way to make that progressive agenda clear? Um, honestly, yes, we kind of need more of those um, kind of progressive AOC um, people in office to really get this pushed forward because you know a more democrat moderate agenda isn't um isn't going to make change unfortunately right yeah and it's i mean it's such a tough issue but you know you guys are doing great on um you know pushing for legislation that you guys want and i definitely admire that and you know i mean overall finally like you're a stellar example of a young person who's just taken an issue they've really cared about and made a difference. Just like what advice would you give to any young person who wants to get involved in politics and activism? Um, I would tell them that um, don't be afraid to speak out just because you're a young person. You are so powerful um, as you've seen the young climate activists throughout the world standing up. It's been absolutely like amazing. So um just keep doing what you're doing just you know just keep doing what you're doing and make your voice heard whether that be um politically or if you want to get um if you want to get active on the grassroots level just just do it don't you know don't let anyone stop you yeah 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 just do your thing and that's really important advice i mean like so many young people are you know, interested in politics now, you know, interested in activism, interested in the issues around them. And I just think that you're, you know, you're, you're a good example of that. Like, as all the climate activists in the state are, I mean, I've been really blown away by some of my classmates who've just, you know, gotten so involved in this. And, you know, just thank you for uh, being on the podcast today and spreading your message. Cause oh, thank it's really you so important. much. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And, um, keep us all posted about you know future um future events future you know climate change legislation lobbying strikes because we all keep on keeping we're all we're all interested in hearing it so thanks so much and you know have a good day um if you want to if you want to stay updated you can follow albany climate Mm -hmm. strike on instagram for for their updates all right thanks so much i want to remind all our listeners to rate and review the podcast and um, stay at home and stay safe during this uh, crazy time. But um, thanks for oh, coming thank on. Thank you. Andrea. You too. Bye bye. Yeah. yeah.